You are listening to Radio One Chicago. I am the one and only One Trick Tony, making my debut on Radio One, and I'm sitting here with Turnspit. Guys, how you doing? This is Jillian, and this is Jason. Hello. Hello. Doing pretty good. So, you guys have been around just a little over a year, right? Yeah, I think we started last. Our first practice ever was uh, last November. I want to no- say. November 8th, it was the day after our friend's birthday party, because we all, like, met. Uh, we were hungover. Yeah. <laughs> That's the perfect way to start a rock and roll yeah. band. <laughs> and you, much. you guys, it's one year later, do you already have an EP out? Yeah, and uh, it's been pretty fast moving. When we first started, we actually have a different, um, a different drummer than we first started with, so... Yeah, we... Uh, we started out, it was me and Jillian and our bassist, Jason, and our first drummer, Kyle Manning. And uh, about halfway through the year, he actually, uh, we parted ways with him because he he's in like a billion bands. And he got the opportunity uh, with a couple of them to go on tour for a few months. And yeah, so he took that. And so we uh, we looked for a new drummer, and we didn't have to look long. No, <laughs> we asked our rad. friend Dan. And, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, so then once we kind of had, the summer was a little bit of a latency period because we had to then relearn the songs and rework them with Dan. Um, but since then, it's kind of been full throttle, which is really exciting for us. So. And I was looking online, and Dan engineered your EP, right? Yeah, so we're real lucky that he's a sound <laughs> engineer, so we did not have to pay for that. Um, super rad. <laughs> But so that's yeah. how you got it, got the EP out. Uh, yep. So quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what happened was, because uh, we've had a bunch of songs that were kind of ready to go. Um, and then we got the offer um, from Toby from Red Scare Records here in Chicago to open for the Lawrence Arms, which uh, they're a hugely influential uh, Chicago punk band. And we obviously took him up on that. And uh, that was actually last Friday, December 11th. So we got that offer maybe in October, I want to say, beginning of October. And then we were like, well, we got to have T-shirts. We got to have koozies. We got to have music out for that. So that really was um, the catalyst for everything happening, I guess. So how'd that show go? I know it must be huge. Uh, full disclosure, I I went to school with Jillian, and she was on Facebook <laughs> geeking out over it. 100% <laughs> geeking out. <laughs> uh, it was it was really cool. The, uh, the Double Door was a sold-out show, and it looked like everyone was there by the time we went on. And it was they, – they did three nights in a row, and each one had a theme, and our night was drinking and revelry. <laughs> so everyone Fitting. was already – lit by the time (laughs) we started and it it was just a blast i you know i've kind of gotten over my stage fright in the last couple years i've been playing a lot more and it was just it was awesome it was super fun it wasn't like you know playing in front of a big crowd like that we were kind of that's like the biggest show we've played and we were a little like that's the biggest uh, show i've ever (laughs) played in any band i think i've been it is hands down i don't know but uh yeah, it was insane, and, you, you know, I was, I feel like I was the only one who was maybe, like, pretty nervous, like, leading up to it, um, with the pressure and stuff, I was a little anxious, but once we got on stage and saw everybody and heard people singing our songs with, that we put out seriously, like, four days in advance, 
that was unreal and this like adrenaline high just took over and uh it was it was insane it was the coolest thing and you know if you look if there's there's a couple videos we have and I think you can tell like how stoked and like unbelievably like we couldn't (laughs) believe it was actually happening um from the performance because we were just so happy and stuff and we had a lot of people afterwards um, either come up to us or message us on Facebook saying like, oh my God, I'm so glad that we were able to catch you. Like, great EP. I have these songs like stuck in my head. Yesterday, uh, somebody like, did, we had our first little fan art with one of Jason's lyrics. It was awesome. It was so cool. <laughs> somebody like drew a rose and like one of the lyrics to our song Lamplighters. Um, yeah. And wow. so it's just been, it's been really insane. I don't think any of us expected this to happen uh, so quickly. And uh, we're really, really stoked and want to keep the momentum going. So what do you guys think you're going to go from here? I mean, I've been, a, I've been around punk rock a little while. I'd, I'd <laughs> rarely, rarely see a bad just blow up this quickly and over the course of just one year. I mean, like yeah. you said, you're really stoked. And Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. I've, I've been in lots of bands, and, you know, you always love the stuff that you're making, or you and, should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's like you, sometimes you kind of get used to like making stuff in a vacuum and nobody really like not a whole lot of people pay attention. And so to swing so quickly to like, oh, my goodness, lots of people are paying attention. I mean, it's still not lots and lots. You know, we're still. But it for us. Yeah, for us it was huge. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just like we did a stream with um on the Monday before uh, the Lawrence Arm show, the, the Monday before the EP came out. Um, and that link within 24 hours was shared like 56 times and like by friends and family and people we didn't even know. The dude from like 88 Fingers Louie was like, this is awesome. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Another wow. Chicago punk band. But yeah, so it's been really cool. And even like just going back to the Arm show, you know, they told us like, keep doing what you're doing and it was awesome and uh yeah it's great to get that kind of feedback and uh garrett from red city radio who came into town to play the show was also really supportive and cool so and so i think you know we've we kind of spent the last last couple months working very fast and and a lot and i think we want to keep that momentum going because it's also really fun the four of us are great friends and we just have a blast doing this (laughs) together yeah so i think we're going to try and go back and record a few more songs in January and February for a couple of them. We know what we're doing with the others. We don't, you know, might as well record them while we're in there. And then we're going to start writing for a full length that hopefully will be be out by the end of the year, but who knows? Yeah. Things could change. You got anybody in mind to release your next EP to stuff you're going to be recording in January? Uh, I don't know if it's going to be... An e- we might do a split. Um, those are still... Details are not totally figured out um, yeah. <laughs> yet, but we'll, Dan will be recording and engineering it again, probably. So, um, yeah, our drummer. So. Yeah, the important thing is that there's more turn spit coming. Yeah, yep. <laughs> for sure. That's that's a definite. <laughs> it's, it's very nice having uh, our drummer, Dan, be a sound engineer, and he's really, really, really good. Really good at it. He's uh, he engineered or yeah he re- recorded the new Falcon record that's coming Ooh. out so 
He's pretty pro. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, the Falcon is Brendan Kelly's side project. Brendan Kelly is the bassist and singer of the Lawrence Arms. Yeah, so it's, so, like, it's it's just nice. It's anyone who's been in a in a band can testify to the frustration when you're just a local band of how long it can take to record and get a mm-hmm. record out. And Financially and like writing wise, but we yeah. have and we just have, like getting studio time, mm-hmm. getting the you know, getting the mixes back and everything, and to have a an engineer that's in the band that is like really wants it out as much as we are, and we're just like it moves along so quickly, and it's it's I geek Ma- out stream, so much yeah, it streamlines <laughs> things and makes it a lot easier on us. So we're very fortunate to have that. So well. That's awesome. We're going to take a little bit of a break here and go on to your EP and listen to a song called Worthless. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, Jillian singing there, right? Yeah, and I wrote this song actually uh, about uh, the town Worth, which gets called Worthless. <laughs> <laughs> but that is, uh, that's where I first grew up, um, and it's kind of like a nostalgic tune about my life and letting that part of it go. Okay, well, this is Radio 1 Chicago. I'm One Trick Tony, and we're talking to Turnspit. This song is called Worthless.
We're back here on Radio 1 talking to Turnspit. My name is One Trick Tony. And we got, we got a question from a caller a little bit earlier. All right. Yeah, his name is uh, Jason. I'm, I'm not sure if he's affiliated with the band or not, but he was asking, <laughs> is the refrigerator running? Yeah, Jason, and we're going to go catch it. <laughs> That's our bassist, <laughs> Jason Duart. And uh, he's being a silly boy like he normally is. <laughs> he just texted me, you better go catch it. <laughs> <laughs> he was coaching you on what to say. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and the song you just heard is Worthless, and I believe Jillian just said uh, you wrote that, didn't you? Yeah, I wrote that. Actually, that was uh, I wrote that before Turnspit was a band, and that's how, actually, I think three of the four songs on the EP were... Um, I wrote that to be an acoustic song. I have an acoustic project called Hi Ho, and that was originally just going to be kind of an angsty Hi Ho song. And uh, it's funny, like people had said to me when I was still playing that just solo, they were like, that demands more than acoustic guitar. And then shortly thereafter, um, Jason asked me to start Turnspit and stuff. But I think that kind of touches on like a cool aspect of our band is that um, obviously there's two, two main singers, Jason and I, um, and then, but we also are individual songwriters and kind of had developed at least on my part, like songwriting as an acoustic artist. And then our bassist, Jason, with the refrigerator question, <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also a songwriter, uh, and we will have more songs from him coming up, which is exciting. And our drummer, Dan, is uh, primarily a guitarist, actually. So we have a lot of like, really great um, songwriters and musicians within the band and we can we bounce off a lot of ideas off each other but I think one of the reasons like when we do have this momentum going we can churn out songs pretty quick because it's the weight isn't left on one person to write we can kind of distribute that which is really cool I think and it gives it a different sound every time which is neat I also my favorite thing about Worthless is that that's the the first song we wrote as a band Mm -hmm. and it's because last fall uh, I talked to Jillian after I'd, I'd been thinking about putting a new band together for a while. Uh, I was in a band called Gunner's Daughter at the time. Um, they're still together. They're a great band. So check them. Don't. Well, you, you, <laughs> you got yourself. You yeah, got yourself. I caught myself. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I was deciding you know, to start this band. Uh, like the final moment was watching Sam I Am at Riot Fest in 2014. And that night we were at our friend's party and I asked Jillian if she wanted to start a band. And then we, it took us a couple of months to find people and get it all sorted out. And then we get to our first jam session and we all just kind of look at each other and we're like, okay, we're here. What do we do? It's that sense of awkwardness. <laughs> yeah. And Jillian was like, I have a song that we could use, we could try. And then yeah. Yeah, and then it took off from there, and we like kind of nailed it by the end of that first practice, yeah. <laughs> which was pretty rad. One song um, and one practice, you just totally nailed it. Uh, not totally nailed it, but we had. I think we we put songs together pretty quickly too, which is really cool. Um, we'll work on something for an hour or two and have definitely more than just a skeleton, uh, which is cool. The lead guitar, I think that usually takes the longest to come together, but. Um, yeah, it's pretty neat. <laughs> so is that your, your songwriting process? Do you, a couple of you get together, or do you not really have something in place? You just see wherever comes from wherever? 
Um, so for these songs, it was definitely more we wrote, Jason wrote a song, brought it to the table. I wrote a song, brought it to the table kind of thing. Uh, Jason Duar also brought a song to the table uh, that he had written. Uh, and I think that's kind of how it's gone so far. But when we start to write our full length, I don't know if that process is going to change or not, because we might want to have like more of a like developed sound uh, and try writing some songs together. Um, we've had a couple like acoustic practices and stuff. And that's I think that's really important, uh, too, when if even if Dan can't practice or whatever, but it's good to kind of strip it down because that's how we write generally, I think. Yeah, yeah. You, we're a very a lyric driven band. Lyrically and vocally driven, for sure. Yeah. So, I'll, generally, the backbone of the song is is built already because it's around that. Um, but it's it's definitely a lot nicer that we we're moving quick enough. We don't really have a backlog of songs, so when I write a song, I don't have to, when I bring it to the band, it's nothing's really set in stone yet. So I kind of bring the skeleton of the song in and then just let it go from there. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a lot nicer because when you don't have a band and you're still writing songs, by the time you get to do something with it, you spent so much time with the song in your head <clears throat> that y- you know how every part of it's supposed to sound and there's not a whole lot of wiggle room. Yeah, and I think what's cool, too, is uh, nobody's, like, super sensitive in the... Well, not, like, I don't know how to say this. We can be direct with one another and say, I don't like that lead, or, like, that drum part doesn't work, or, like, we need to start the song differently, or we need to end it differently, and no one takes it... At least, I don't think anybody takes it personally, which also helps that's how you make an efficient you are efficient songwriters because if you sit there and stew and get like bummed or mad at somebody because they didn't like the way you were playing something like get over it first of all but um because we don't have that kind of we don't have that um in a, as a part of our chemistry as like a, as bandmates yeah. that's I how you think. get to be a better songwriter yeah, yeah it's good and i think we all want to get better at it so that's Everybody has like the band and the songs as their like priority and it's their best interest. So And I think each of us individually are are much harder on ourselves than we yeah. are each other. So <laughs> Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about your influences. You mentioned you played with uh, Lawrence Arms and uh, eighty eight fingers Louie and anybody else that really comes to mind or Um I think for me, um the Gaslight Anthem was yep. one of those bands that really... There's been a couple bands over the, over the course of my life that have kind of, like, changed how I play and, like, view music and write music. And I think probably the most influential at this point in my life was probably the Gaslight Anthem of uh, Brian Fallon. Um, that, like, twang-ish kind of rock that you can hear in it, but it's still, like, got that punk ethos and the driving rhythm and that. and But, like, soulful lyrics that can be so sad like they can bring you to tears that's really like what I um that that's what I strive for like I want somebody to feel something when I write a song um and I that's how I process my emotions is I'll write it down I'll try and create something out of it um and Brian Fallon touched me in a way with his songwriting uh that hadn't really happened to me before and that's uh I think 
we have gotten compared to the Gaslight Anthem, which is uh, the biggest compliment. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. Otherwise, like bands like the Menzingers were huge for me. Um, Jason, I'll let you. You've got a million. Yeah. Jason <laughs> makes like a list of like 40 of the best records of the year and has like very thoughtful critiques for everyone. <laughs> so. Um, I know personally for me, I grew up in West Virginia and when I was in like college, high school, the, the punk scene in Chicago was like an obsession of mine. Like I, 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 it grew about because I just, I would get into a band and then I would find out, Oh, they're from Chicago too. And you know, back then like Lawrence Arms, Alkaline Trio, the Methadones, Idiot Fingers Louie, Rise Against. Yeah. yeah. Um, just so many great bands. And that was a large part of what drew me to Chicago and is why my wife and I moved here. And so that's always kind of the direction my songs go in. Um, I know with this project specifically, I've also... Uh, you know, Lucero, mm-hmm. the Get Up Kids, uh, th- those are big influences. My favorite band in the world right now is The Wonder Years, <laughs> and that definitely bleeds through in my lyric writing. And uh, it's so a real it's, smorgasbord. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of influences coming together, and you guys got a pretty unique sound. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, we're reaching the the half of the hour here on Radio One Chicago. I'm One Trick Tony, and we're talking to Turnspit. Do you guys have any shows coming up or anything else you'd like to add before we head out? Yeah, um, we do have a couple shows lined up. Uh, In January, we have two. um, On January 10th, it's a Sunday night. We're going to be playing Quencher Saloon with a bunch of awesome bands. um, Dog and Wolf, uh, Rapids, Sincere Engineer, The Flips, Auto Man. Man. Um, Some of our best band friends um and that's for a party for a company that actually that i used to work for phantom note productions who uh did the booking exclusively for quencher saloon so that's in logan square january 10th that'll be super fun and then on the 29th uh which is a friday night another great chicago twangy punk band um the blind staggers have their record release show at the beat kitchen and we're going to be playing that with SS Web. I believe they're from Milwaukee. And there's going to be a special guest who will be playing, um, who they will announce the day of the show. So pretty exciting. Special punk rock guest. Mm-hmm. Well, we're talking to Turnspit on Radio 1. If you, if you like what you heard, you can, uh, you can see their band camp at turnspit.bandcamp.com. And you can also look them up on Facebook. And Instagram and Twitter. We're on that. <laughs> You're on that social media game. Yeah, gotta be. All right. Well, this uh, next song is called Lamplighters. I'm One Trick Tony, and this is Radio One Chicago.